0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management.
1: When we expend negative energy towards others and the world around us, we push ourselves further away from our own success. Welcome to Wealthy Thoughts with your host, Richard Levy. Our show provides a positive blueprint to what you could be doing in order to bring more success to your life. Now, here is Richard Levy.
2: Hello, listeners around the world. I am Richard Levy, and we'd like to extend warm greetings and best wishes to all of you in the United States and all around the world. Today, we have a very exciting guest on the show, Mr. Arnold Lipp, Managing Director of UHY Advisories, Texas. The reason I have Arnold on the air with us today is this. I want you to listen to his vision of success and excellence. I want you to listen to how important the focus and attention on feeling good is, not only for yourself, but your clients, your relationships, your family. You're going to hear about how important it is to not only add uh, – to have your clients, your customers feeling good, but to add value to their lives. And this is a big part of honorable success of which you'll talk about. Now, I'm going to tell you in a moment uh, how good life is for Arnold, and we're going to talk about that road to success, but this road to success was not perfectly uphill all along, and we'll talk about that today. But I do want you to know, before you put Arnold on a pedestal, Arnold, like all of us, whether it's Donald Trump, the Oprah Winfrey, whoever, the Bill Gates, have had challenges along the way. The important thing for you to point to watch or listen to and notice is that when Arnold encountered a a challenge, a, a temporary failure, listen to how he reacted to it. Did he moan and groan about it or did he find an opportunity for success out of it? This is something I want you to pay close attention to. Listen also to how he is drawn to positive people and when we talk about being around negative people, his answer will be short and sweet, and I want you to pay attention to that because a lot of us are around negative people in every day, every day of our lives. It could be relatives. It could be colleagues. It could be friends. But for somebody who has success mental attitude, I want you to hear what Arnold says. Arnold, we talk about integrity. There's really no shortcuts on, those, on this road to success. And finally, listen carefully to what Arnold wants from the people he helps to succeed, prosper, and have a richer life. Hopefully, this will happen to you today. And before we say goodbye to Arnold, we'll share with you what he would like from you. Before I introduce you to Arnold, I want you to have an idea of his life as it is right now in 2013. I've known Arnold my entire life. And I've uh, followed his uh, journey from a small home or a relatively modest home in the suburbs of Houston to now a rather, to a rather large home in Houston. He has a large condominium in another city, very successful children, a beautiful wife. Her name is Candy, whose generosity and heart could also be a subject for another show. And if we get Arnold to talk Candy into it, we just might do that. But I want you to listen to his road to success. This is the purpose of the show today to hear how somebody accomplished all this. And it began and continues with his thoughts. Call in with questions at any time during the show, and we'll get to you, time permitting, and that's at 1 346 9141. And you're welcome to email me at wealthythoughtsgmail.com. At in fact, the person who gives me the best definition of wealth gets their email read on the air next week and receives a free signed book from me. So, without further ado, I have the honor to welcome Mr. Arnold Lipp. Arnold, welcome to Wealthy, Wealthy Thoughts.
3: Richard, thank you for that great introduction. And I'm so happy and proud to be on your show today. You know, Richard, you know me pretty well, so you know I'm a morning person. I'm Mm -hmm. up every day at 5.20 a.m. I'm off to the gym. I like to work out before I go to work. Mm -hmm. And I love the morning time. And boom, there's an email from Richard Levy. Thoughts make you wealthy. And I have to tell you and your audience, your thoughts really make me think, and they energize me. So I'm excited to be on the show today, and I hope I'm helpful.
2: Thank you, Arnold. I'm very excited to the time that uh, we're going to spend together today. And I know your mission today, your passion is to share with our group our listeners all around the world who are on their road, wherever they are. They may be teenagers. They may be young adults. They could be 70 years old. They could be retired, but they're looking to have a more a richer, a more prosperous life. And I'm looking forward to hearing what you can do to share with these pe- folks and help them enrich in their lives. Arnold, you're the managing director at UHY Advisors in Texas. Can you tell us briefly what you do?
3: Yeah, sure, Richard. We are a certified public accounting firm. We were a small, little firm that started back in 1971. Uh, I joined the firm in 1977 and was lucky enough to be hired by a great mentor, uh, a fellow that was a CPA and uh, an attorney. Mm -hmm. And it was really – I was really the first – college graduate that this individual hired. And I learned a lot from him. And it was just him and a secretary, and I was the first person. And from 1977 to the year 2000, we built our firm from a three-man outfit to about a 200-man outfit. Wow.
2: The 37th
3: largest firm in the United States. So I'm big on surrounding yourself with great people. And between 2000 and today, in 2001, we did a merger and we rebranded under what is now known as UHY Advisors. So we are a top 25 uh, certified public accounting firm uh, in the United States. And in Houston, Texas, where I reside, we're the platform firm and we're the fourth largest firm in Houston.
2: Right behind the
3: big four.
2: Right behind the big four. We're going to come back, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to hear how Arnold started out to find an accounting firm to work for after he graduated from the University of Texas. I think you might find it (laughs) quite interesting what he went through. But I would like to share with our listeners and find out what Arnold's thoughts are that uh, UHY advisories, and this is from their website, they're celebrating more than 40 years of enterprise in Texas, voted one of Houston's best places to work for six years in a row. First of all, congratulations to you and your colleagues. Could you tell us very briefly how you made it one of Houston's best places to work?
3: Great question, Richard. That's that's very important to us. Uh, To be voted one of the best places to work, it's uh it's you're really voted on by your employees. So we really have zero influence over how our employees vote. Uh but what we've tried to create at UHY is a great environment. And we want to create it we we tried to create, and I think we were pretty successful, it created an environment where we not only added value to our client relationships we added value to our staff we made them feel good we made them feel positive and we taught them how to service a client so we really wanted our firm to distinguish itself by adding value to our client relationships
2: that's fantastic and we're going to talk about adding value but we talked about that introduction and we're still talking about that so i hope our listeners are taking note of that um arnold uh for the listeners who don't know houston uh, river oaks is a very affluent community similar to comparable to beverly hills in california did you grow up in, in river oaks arnold
3: richard you know i didn't I, uh, unfortunately i was not uh Born to very, very wealthy parents, loving parents, but not wealthy parents. I grew up in a in just a small neighborhood
2: okay, so loving parents and you did not go into the family business as an adult. Is that correct also mm-hmm.
3: That is correct
2: so after college, you started your own journey to uh, success. And right after you left the University of Texas, you started to look for an accounting firm. Could you tell us very briefly the challenges you encountered and what you're looking for?
3: Richard, I didn't know you were going to embarrass me a little bit on the phone today, (laughs) but but I'm going to to share it with you. When I graduated from – I went to the University of Texas, was an accounting major, and when I graduated uh, in 1975, Uh, The economy was okay, not great. Uh, I had to uh, work my way through school so my grades were not the best. They weren't the worst, but they weren't the best. Uh, I knew that uh, since I was an accounting major, I wanted to work in a CPA firm, but did not get any offers from the major firms. So I had to take a stack of resumes, start at one end of town, and work my way towards downtown going to every office building. And it took me a couple of months. But finally, after knocking on a lot of doors, one day after a couple of months, I got three job offers. Wow. And I ended up just working for a very small CPA firm before... I started with what is now UHY.
2: So you got a several no's, and that did not discourage you. You did not turn around and say, oh, my God, pity Arnold. You kept going in with more resumes down the street.
3: You're right. My dad thought I was crazy, but (laughs) I didn't. I knew Uh, that I had a college degree in in accounting, and I wanted to put that to use. I didn't want to waste it, so I had to figure out a way to get in the door and the, way, the only way I knew to do it was go knock on the door, introduce myself, and try to talk to the owner of that business and see if he would hire me. And that's what I did.
2: Okay. So this is starting us on your journey to success as a young man after graduation from University of Texas. One of your mottos in life is to excel at whatever you do. Could you talk very briefly about excel? How important that is to you to excel?
3: Well, that's that's important. Uh To me, early on, uh, well, I'm a passionate guy. And when I love something, I really loved it. And I really love it. And I like to do my best at it. So if I was going to be an accountant, I wanted to be a great accountant. And I wanted to be passionate about it and, and to do my best. So I believe that uh, if if you work hard and you become good at your profession and you have a great attitude and you share that attitude with the people you work with and the people that you're trying to get as clients, that you can grow your business. And that's what I did.
2: How important to you are setting goals, Arnold, and you're from that point up to today, May 15, 2013. Tell us about briefly about setting goals and how that's helped you in your life.
3: Well, uh, great question. I believe, and as, as a matter of fact, we have all our employees set goals. But I believe very early on that, to reach your destiny or to, or to go down your journey, that you need a road map. And uh, a road map is your goals. So from very early on in my career, I would map out where I wanted to be, what I wanted to do, when I got to the office, what was I going to do, mm-hmm. what were my goals for that day, and what were my goals for that month, and what were my goals for the year. Wow. So I w- I was very big on goals because I wanted to accomplish something.
2: You hear that so ladies I, I and think gentlemen?
3: I think that's very important.
2: Arnold set goals at not only for his life his career for daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. You got to tell the universe what you want. It's the only way it'll come to you. Would you agree with that Arnold? If you don't ask, you don't get.
3: I would agree. I would agree. Uh, once again, if you don't have a roadmap, then you're gonna get lost. And very good. When point. you when you reduce it to writing, I think it, it also helps you see where you're going to go. And it help it, 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 it puts thoughts in your mind so it 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 actually enhances that your vision and your goals.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to underline that statement that Arnold just talked just mentioned. So simple And so easy to comprehend. That is, put it to writing. Get it out of your mind. Put it on paper. You can see it. You can feel it. You can feel the energy. And then, Arnold, you talked about something very interesting uh, that I'd like you to elaborate on before we go to break. And that is success. To you, as you've told me, is not a destination but a journey. Would you elaborate on that, please?
3: Right. I mean, success you know means a lot of different things to a, a lot of people and to me I did not want for my career short term success i wanted long term growth potential i wanted a career that was lasting that was rewarding and didn't want to compromise any of my goals to do something that would end up being short-term and hinder me on my way to my long-term growth uh, goals. Mm -hmm. So to me, that is success. And uh, success is not just, in my opinion, measured in dollars. It can also be measured in, in, in knowledge and how your firm is doing and how your relationships are. And I believe as long as you keep laying the, the groundwork for, for all those items, that you'll eventually reach your long-term growth potentials.
2: So... In, as a man involved with finance and money, an easy way to measure success is monetarily, but there's other, part, other aspects of prosperity other than money, loving relationships, good health. After all, you've said before to me, being rich and having a lot of money is worthless if you're not feeling healthy, if not taking care of your body.
3: Well, you're right. I mean, when you're in the business world, and you're in the financial world like I am, and many of your listeners are, uh, unfortunately, sometimes the scorecard is just dollars, how much you're making. Mm -hmm. And some people get carried away with with dollars. Honestly, I was really never just focused on the dollars. Don't get me wrong. I wanted to do well, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to put all the building blocks in place to have a great career that was important, be around people that wanted to do just like I did, that wanted to be successful, and people that wanted to really add value to their client relationships and be passionate about our industry. Anybody can prepare a tax return or financial statement. In our business, and you can relate this to other businesses, You have to figure out a way to make that service just a little bit special. And that's what we try to do.
2: Okay now let 's talk about giving out to the uh, universe you 're very big on uh, make having your clients, your customers, and your colleagues feeling good you 've talked about that often i know you from <laughs> childhood, and that 's so important to you why What is reward to Arnold Lip when your clients your colleagues? are feeling good based on what Arnold is sending out to them, telling them and and how Arnold is dealing with them. What does that do for Arnold?
3: The reward is success. I mean, it makes me feel good. And uh, as I may have mentioned to you and over our many years together, that I meet with every person that we hire in our office. I meet with them and I give them an orientation. And I always tell people, we're in the accounting business but we're in the feel-good business. And what does the feel-good business mean? We're in the business to feel good about what we do to each other and to our clients. And we want our clients to feel good about what we provide for them. And I want you to feel good about working in this environment. I don't want to come to my office and be surrounded by a bunch of employees, a bunch of staff members that don't feel good about being here. So right. I try to make that point. Um,
2: okay, Arnold. Well, we're going to take a break right now, and we're going to talk about change in technology, changing the changing world we're living in. And we'll be back in just a moment. I'm Richard Levy with my guest Arnold Lipp. You're listening to Wealthy Thoughts on the Empowerment Channel with Voice America. We'll be back shortly.
0: Surprise you
1: find out what makes the most successful people tick keep listening to the voice america empowerment channel voice america This is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is WealthyThoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program.
2: Thank you. I'm Richard Levy with my guest Arnold Lipp. And you listen to wealthy thoughts, Arnold we've been talking about how you how important it is for you for your clients your um, your associates to feel good and how you're rewarded and the word you use was success word. I hope our audience picked up on that. What you send out comes back to you, and Arnold um, I believe I can take liberties a big believer as part of his uh, opera, modus operandi to life personally, and to his life and success. Arnold, you and I have talked uh, over the years about change. Those who change and adapt to the new technology or uh, sociological changes, every day there's something new happening in our life, and it's changing faster and faster. What are your feelings about success, not only personally, but in business, for those who adapt to change? and to those who refuse or resist change can you briefly give us your thoughts on that
3: well as you mentioned uh you better get used to change or your own usefulness will change and what that means is if you can't if you can't change with the times then your value is going to go is going to go down your usefulness will go down and you better In this day and age, uh, to be successful, we've always believed that you need to change, and you need to change rapidly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes you have to take a financial risk to change because, uh, for instance, when we first started out, no one had computers. Computers were expensive. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of our competitors – would take the position that they didn't want to change. They didn't want to reach in their pocket and invest in technology. Wow. We met, and what do you think we did? We took the opposite approach. We wanted to be the first in the neighborhood with technology. Why? Because that would give us a competitive edge. And we wanted our clients, our relationships to know that we were embracing change. We want it to be part of their future, and that's what people are looking for. They want you to, to help them currently, and they want you to drive them into the future. So to me, you have to, you have to adopt change, and it can be difficult because it's a, it seems like you're always doing a learning curve and you're always reaching your pocket to pay more money. But to me, the return on that is enormous.
2: Well, that is so important. and Ladies and gentlemen, and for those of you who read the Daily Prosperity Messages that I send out free every day, Arnold talked about that earlier, I talk often about changing, welcoming, embracing. In fact, I've heard Arnold himself, as we had discussions over the years about those who not only business-wise with technology embrace and welcome change, but those in their personal lives, when a mate changes, when a colleague in the um, in, in your office wants to do something differently, and uh, they're the boss. You may have to embrace change. That doesn't mean you can't speak up. In fact, you're expected to speak up in a respectful way way you talk often arnold about you were just talking about imp- changing improving is that is this a uh, not another motto of arnold Lipp to be the best and i believe i can quote you and correct me if this is not correct give the best you have and the best will come back to you 100 percent of the time could you briefly share with our listeners what you mean by that how they can feel the energy of that statement
3: that's a great quote. I love those words. I don't know where they came from, but I I use those all I I use those all the time. And uh because you want to be the best that you can be and you want to give the best that you can give. And to me that is what it's all about. That's what you're you wake up in the morning and that's what you want to do. You want to give as much as you can and you want to be as great as you can if you want to achieve success. And, you know, to be successful, uh, no matter what business you're in, I believe you need to figure out a way to make yourself valuable. Make yourself valuable. You want those clients, you don't want them calling your colleague in the office, you want them calling you. Mm. You want to be the one to give the advice. Mm-hmm. you want to you want to control your own destiny. So I always tell people our new people that are joining the firm that if you want to be successful, it is up to you. You need to control your destiny. How do you con- control your destiny? By controlling your attitude and by controlling your relationships. Be in charge. Be confident. Be enthusiastic about what you do. And I'm real big on that, obviously.
2: And listeners, do you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, do you hear how important it is what Arnold, as a successful man, Talks about taking responsibility, not depending on society or somebody else, taking responsibility for your own thoughts and actions and feelings, and you can create the life you want. In fact, we're going to come back to that uh, in just a moment taking responsibility since it's just a gigantic. Uh, topic of, for those who are looking for more success and wealth in their life. Arnold, you've told me how important the good old-fashioned values are of working long, hard hours, going beyond the call of duty, be a self-starter. Um, how big of a role did that play in your success?
3: Uh, a big role. Uh, you're, you're, you're exactly right. Uh, you do have to stay current. You got to stay current with the modern technology, with the modern trends. But I believe good old fashioned values have served me well and have served our firm well. There are no shortcuts. Sometimes it takes hard work, long hours. You got to get your hands dirty sometimes, even though when you think you've moved up the ladder. Sometimes you got to go beyond the call of duty to do whatever it takes to help whoever you're trying to help. And uh, and it's a good thing because you learn by doing, and uh, it's just those old-fashioned values of living with integrity, acting with integrity, speaking with integrity, and demanding integrity are also very, very important to me and to our firm.
2: Well, you mentioned the word shortcut, temptations to take a shortcut. Without as naming names in the uh, '90s, there were corporations and there were people in New York also, corporations in certain cities and certain personalities in New York that. Tempt, were tempted and took what they thought was a shortcut to fast, immediate success and wealth. To our listeners out there, uh, could you encourage them, emphasize how important it is that we will all will be faced with the challenges to take a shortcut, to get to the richest faster than we're ready for, and maybe right. not in an ethical way, what, how that could bite us? Well,
3: if you just Read the news and think about the Enrons of the world. Think about the Medicare fraud going on. Think about Bernie Madoff when he cheated people out of millions and millions of dollars. You know, your, your name is your crown jewel, and that exceeds anything else that you can have. Mm-hmm. So you need to make decisions, and I hope you, the audience doesn't think I'm on a, a soapbox, but the decisions we need to make are important decisions that you want to live with and you want your your if your children hear about these decisions you want them to be proud of them and sometimes when you're in the business world your clients or your coworkers because of the almighty dollar can try to put pressure on you to make a decision that you probably know is not the best decision, but somebody might not see it. And to me, that's the kiss of death. And that is trouble. I think you have to have a code of honor, a code of ethics, and integrity is so important in the business world. And we always, and we strive it in our office and have meetings after meeting of trying to Make sure that none of our staff are ever put in a position where a client puts pressure on them. There is no dollar worth losing your crown
2: jewel. A your fantastic name, your reputation. point. Whether it's the boss, as Arnold said, a client, it's just not worth it. It's just end of story. It's just. You know, I think, that.
3: excuse me for interrupting, yeah, Rick, Richard, I think you'll be respected more from your staff mm-hmm. and from your client. And when somebody pushes you to do something wrong, to me, that's an opportunity, and we've talked about opportunities a little bit, another opportunity to turn a situation that may not be bad into a good situation because you can help that client or that customer figure out another way to skin the cat. Good. So, good. so view it as an opportunity. That's what we do.
2: Okay. Well, as you're talking about, we're talking about challenges right now on the good ethics. And when people don't have ethics, they do have problems. Um, What I want our audience to hear is my good friend, Arnold, who uh, is doing well, has done well, did have challenges. And I'm not going to get into the depth of it, but uh, in the 1980s, Money was readily available, and Arnold borrowed money from banks and placed – invested it in uh, shopping centers and land and real (laughs) estate. And people were literally – is that correct, Arnold? Overnight just doubling and tripling their money until what happened in Houston, Texas. Uh, Houston at that time was very dependent on oil. It still is, but it's diversified now. But in any event, the market fell out. Arnold then found himself with a lot of property in his hands and money due to the banks. So instead of Arnold whining, complaining, and getting worried, Arnold went to the bank and talked to the bank about a positive solution. Could you briefly tell the audience and reflect on where you look for a creative solution to this dilemma you were experiencing?
3: Well, Richard, you're very kind in explaining it. It was a little bit uh, probably worse than, than what you just explained. Uh, you are right. In Houston, Texas, in the 70s, real estate was hot. Uh, me and my partners at the time were in, invested in, in several different uh, real estate ventures. And lo and behold, the oil business falls out. Property is worth half of what it paid. We found ourselves in debt to the bank. And it's not good when you're in a financial services business and you are underwater or owe a lot of money. So right. we divided up the banks, went and talked to the banks, opened up a great line of communication with the banks because people were walking away from their obligations and we didn't want to walk away from our obligations. People were leaving Houston, Texas, driving their car into the bank parking lot and leaving their cars and keys and getting out of town. Wow. But being in Houston and being having our business here, we didn't want to do that. So we felt it was important to go communicate with the bank. And lo and behold, it took us about a year, but fortunately we were able to negotiate some type of terms with the bank to make the bank happy and to make us happy. And at the end of that process, we went came back to our conference room to celebrate and decided to figure out what did we learn from that experience. And what we learned Was We were pretty good consultants, but we were consultants for ourselves. So then we took that knowledge. Mm -hmm. And what do you think we did? We went to all our clients who had banking relationships and who were afraid to go talk to the bank. We knocked on their doors and said, look, would you like us to help you with the bank? And they said, Arnold, you would do that for me? And I said, I'll be happy to. So we set up meetings with the banks and our clients and we worked out terms and we helped them survive this terrible time because the economy was horrible and our clients were so appreciative the banks were so appreciative what did they do even though the economy was horrible the bank referred their other clients that were in tough situations to get our help and our clients referred their friends that were in trouble so even though the economy was terrible we began to grow because we expanded our business from just providing a tax return or a financial okay. statement to providing consulting.
2: Great answer, Arnold. Um, we're going to come back after the break and talk about taking responsibility, depending on ourselves and not procrastinating. So we'll visit with Arnold on the other side of the break. I'm Richard Levy. Our guest today is Arnold Lipp. You're listening to Wealthy Thoughts on the Empowerment Channel at Voice America. We'll be back shortly. Stay with us. Thank you.
1: Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The challenges facing our teens today mean that more than ever, we need to be there to support them and encourage them. The Dr. STEM Show is here to provide discussions about topics that will help promote healthy relationships, self image, and success for teens, parents, and the community. Our young people can achieve more in life than they ever dreamed possible. The Dr. Stem Show, hosted by Dr. Stem Malatini, will foster these discussions and encourage your participation. Listen every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, and 9 p.m. GMT on Voice America Empowerment. We let so many outside factors mold and shape our lives. Technology, instant delivery. We live in an on-demand world. What's happened to the compassion, the kindness, a better pace? Listen to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. We'll bring that kindness and compassion back to our world. Our guests come from around the world, and we'll discuss what's being done and what we can do to bring our lives back to order. Might Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. up to your fullest potential this is the voice america empowerment channel this is wealthy thoughts with richard levy to reach us today please call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 if you'd rather send us an email, the address is WealthyThoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program.
2: Yeah, welcome back. I'm Richard Levy. Our special guest today is Arnold Lipp, talking to us from Houston, Texas. Arnold, would you briefly talk to us uh, about another aspect of success in your experience about taking responsibility? In other words, I a, a colleague... Our uh, uh, friends says that they're going to do something. And is it your motto? Don't talk about what you're going to do, do it. Don't rely on someone else. Don't procrastinate. Would you talk about that and how this has been a big part of your success?
3: Sure. I think it's, uh, I think we've all been surrounded by people that talk about what they're going to do, but there's really never any action on what they on 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 or follow through so i believe that you need to take action on your thoughts don't put them aside don't do them tomorrow don't procrastinate mm-hmm. take care of business and that kind of goes hand in hand richard with those goals and that's why I like to do goals on a daily basis, on a monthly basis, on a yearly, on a annual basis. Because it's it's very upsetting to me when people procrastinate. You got to take charge. You got to take control, and you'll be successful. If you just procrastinate, it's not that's not good. That's not good for anyone. It's not good for you. It's not good for your clients. It's not good for your firm
2: so uh, my dear listeners you hear it from an expert procrastination is an enemy of success so if you're committed to success take action take responsibility in fact i'd like to you to hear from one of uh, arnold's two sons he has two sons and a daughter what his son david wrote to his father and i'm just taking an excerpt i'm going to read this in This is how a son thinks when he's around a father who lives the success principles. And I'm just taking an excerpt from this email to uh, Arnold. Actually, was a letter back then. It is, you alone control your destiny. My dad has taught me that although strong academics are essential to me in success, personality, motivational skills, and the capacity to control your own destiny are imperative. Arnold, this is from your son David. Would you comment on that? That about the three parts: personality, motivational skills, and the capacity to control your destiny. And then we'll move on.
3: Sure. I I think it's imperative that we all be. You got to make yourself self motivated. You got to be. You got to be motivated. You got to be motivated, and you got to be confident to do what you set out to do Mm -hmm. so so it's very important to me and it was very important that i teach my kids to be uh, motivated self-reliant so they can control their own destiny that is so important to all of us
2: talking about uh, having vision setting goals to motivate i read this you sent this to me what to david your uh, David played with uh, in his mind. imagine his mind when he's three years old when he used to visit you. He would imagine sitting at a desk. When he's a little boy, he's imagining already sitting as an adult at a desk, punching numbers in a calculator, scribbling notes for some 10 a.m. meeting, and hearing his secretary answer phone and saying, David Lip, certified public accountant, this is Mary speaking. And he saw his name on a business card, and he was three years old. So he began to have a vision of success at a young age. Can you tell the listeners how David's life has turned out very briefly at this time in May, on May of two thousand thirteen.
3: Well, David, uh, David, fortunately for, for us, was a very self motivated child. He uh, is now grown, has a a, a daughter and one on the way. Uh, he graduated uh, having a major in finance, a master's in accounting, and he went on to law school. And uh today he is an successful uh attorney with a uh, a publicly traded oil and company oil and gas company, so he's he's doing great and I can Worthy. assure you he's a motivated hard working guy
2: I believe that and because I know him personally, and uh, I want the the listeners to hear how the son of a successful man begins to think he is through osmosis direct and indirect conversations from Arnold. And folks, I want you to know out there, for those of you who had challenges in your life from childhood, young adult years, middle adult years, wherever you are, it's never too late to visualize the life you want to live. Write yourself. We talked about writing using the power of your the notebook, your pen, and write about the life you want to have. Visualize it and take positive action. I want you to listen to how Arnold spoke To his other son, Adam, and I'm going to read this uh, because of time, I'm going to just take an excerpt from this. Arnold says to his other son um, when he was 13 years old, Adam, you always strive for excellence no matter what the task is, education, sports, or piano. You love a challenge, yet you are sensitive, cheerful, and caring as you manage your responsibilities. Adam, you have a fabulous sparkle in your eyes. Anyone can simply look at you and sense your thirst for knowledge and love for life. Mom and I pray, pray that you will be successful in achieving all the good things that life has to offer you. Here is Arnold sending powerful, successful messages to his son, Adam. Arnold, how did Adam turn out?
3: Well, I was uh, again blessed. Adam is my oldest son. And uh, early on, he wanted to be a physician. And that was his goal from from, from early on, probably around this time when he was 13. Mm-hmm. And today, he is uh, a successful anesthesiologist uh, based out of Austin, Texas. So he has turned, he's married, uh, no kids, but he is doing fantastic. I'm very proud of him. And I would like to add that I, I do believe it's very important to give positive feedback to not only your employees, but your kids, to everybody, because everybody likes to feel good, and everybody likes to feel important, and people will produce more if they're happy. So I encourage all your listeners to do the same. I do have a little girl, Richard.
2: Oh, Rebecca. Rebecca.
3: I do have a little girl. She is also very, very motivated. She's probably my best athlete out of my three kids. She's very motivated. She went into the wellness business, worked for a major corporation in their wellness uh, department before starting her own business. So she's still in the wellness business, but she's doing it on her own. And she has done fantastic as well. And she is also married. So I got all three kids married. And off the payroll. That's a good thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Freeze up the money a little bit. You, one of your uh, sons had a mantra. I believe it might have been uh, David. And this is from you, Arnold. If, and I'm going to say this slowly to our listeners. If it is to be, it is up to me. If it is to be, it is up to me. Arnold, very briefly, could you elaborate where they came, come from that is so powerful, so meaningful?
3: Richard, I used to tell all my kids that. I used to use that saying all the time around the house and over and over and over. If you need to do something, then you've got to be the guy to do it. You can get help, but if you want something, don't rely on somebody else. If it is to be, it is up to you. You need to make it happen. And they saw how I worked. They saw how I operated They saw that we built a little bitty business to a very, very large business. So I think by saying that over and over and over and living it, all my kids
2: live it. So they live these success monos and attitudes. And if your kids have this positive energy, positive thoughts, the attitudes are contagious, they have enthusiasm. Arnold, how do you handle yourself if you encounter, and not if, but when in your daily life, whether it's at business, uh, with your family, with friends, colleagues, or going to the store, a negative personality, the person who moans and groans. How does Arnold Lip instantaneously handle that situation?
3: Richard, I'm a simple person. And the bottom line is I don't want to be around people that are negative. If somebody is negative... I'm not going to be their friend. I'm not going to be angry with them. I'm just going to walk around, and I'm going to have other friends. Uh, I'll be their acquaintance, but I'm not going to socialize with them, and I'm not going to work with them. I don't like negative energy.
2: So you, you – uh... I,
3: I, I discard them. They're not going to be part of my life.
2: I see. Very, very good. So folks, do you hear that? Arnold didn't dislike him. He didn't get nasty, does not get nasty with him, but they're not part of Arnold's life. They're not a friend of his. So ladies and gentlemen, you have a choice out there. Uh, if you want to associate with positive, enthusiastic, goal-oriented people are those who sit around and complain and expect the world to take care of them. And you can see which way Arnold Lipp decided to go. Richard,
3: I will tell you this, and I tell this to my kids and I tell this to people I work work with, every day when you wake up, you get to choose how you act. You get to decide. You can either be optimistic and happy and have a great attitude, or you can have the other. So you get to choose what's more fun and more, more rewarding.
2: Right. I hope everybody heard that. And when you listen to this again, I want you to pay close attention to Arnold's words. Arnold, we're about to wrap up. In fact, we just have a minute left. And you started the show off talking about we're in a feel-good business. Life is great. You love your profession. What would you like the listeners all over the world who listen to your your gems, your nuggets of successful living, and they take these thoughts and they start to create a better lifestyle, more wealth and happiness, what would you like from them to give back to you?
3: Richard, I don't want uh, anything for myself, but I tell this to uh, all our employees. When they come on board here, we are going to help you. We're going to help you be successful. And I tell this to my kids, I'm going to help you be successful. And all I want you to do is when somebody starts after you, when somebody comes to this firm and you've been here for three years, I want you to help them like I helped you. I want you to pay them back with help. And I tell that to my kids and I tell that to our employees because if we all help each other and show them the way, we'll all be happy will be in a much better environment to succeed.
2: In a much, much better world. Arnold, we'd like to thank you so very much. The time flew by. I knew that would happen. You're a fantastic guest. Um, would you mind coming back and visiting with us again and sharing some more thoughts about a successful life?
3: Richard, your work excites me. I'll say it again. Uh, I feel blessed to wake up in the morning and see those emails. You know, I'm an up guy and uh, I learn from those. You never quit learning. You make me think. It does, it truly energizes me. And I honestly, from the bottom of my heart, want to thank you because you have helped make me a better professional and a better family person. You've given me balance.
2: Thank you, Arnold. I, I love hearing that. Uh, thank you, Arnold. We wish you even more success, wealth and happiness in your life. We just enjoyed the time very much with you. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you have uh, questions or comments, please email me at wealthy thoughts at gmail.com you can join us on uh, facebook that's at facebook.com slash thoughts make you wealthy let us hear from you as i mentioned the person who gives me the best definition of wealth from what you heard arnold talk about uh, via email or facebook will receive a signed book from me I would like to remind everybody that in, uh, on June 22nd, we'll be having a Prosperity Seminar in Dallas, Texas. It'll be at the Weston Hotel at DFW Airport. For those of you in North Texas, Central Texas, Oklahoma, New Mexico, Louisiana, come on over and spend a day with us about learning about prosperity. Come see us on our website, that's at ThoughtsMakeYouWealthy.com, and you'll find out about our radio show, our products that we have, our DVDs, CDs, and about the book and our radio show. So, regardless of where you are in life, what you think, feel, imagine, talk, and write about is what you become. Why not give wealth your foremost attention? We believe thoughts make you wealthy. This is Richard Levy. And I'll see you next week at 2 Eastern, 1 Central, and 11 Pacific. Make it a prosperity week.
1: Thank you for inviting positive success into your life this week on Wealthy Thoughts. Please join host Richard Levy again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and 1 p.m. Central Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And this week... Think of something positive you can do to bring success to yourself and others.